Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. So we're continuing in uh, Zechariah chapter 9, and uh, we're going to read from verse 9. And it's a little bit of a chunk, but it's really worth reading, and it's always great to just read uh, Scripture anyway. So let's have a look at Zechariah 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your fortress, O prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. I will bend Judah as I bend my bow and fill it with Ephraim. I will rouse your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and make you like a warrior's sword. Then the Lord will appear over them. His arrow will flash like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet. He will march in the storms of the south and the Lord Almighty will shield them. They will destroy and overcome with sling stones. They will drink and roar as with wine. They will be full like a bowl used for sprinkling the corners of the altar. The Lord their God will save them on that day. As the flock of his people, they will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. How attractive and beautiful they will be. Grain will make the young men thrive and new wine the young women. So an amazing passage. And in this passage, we see the wonderful ministry of the Messiah. How in stark contrast to the worldly methods of warfare employed by Alexander the Great, in defeating the Persians, as recorded in verses 1 to 9, and which took place in BC uh, 333. And in contrast to the Maccabean brothers who brought freedom to the people of God by waging war uh, against Antiochus Epiphanes in 167 BC, giving the people of God 100 years of freedom, in stark contrast to those two military rulers and leaders with all their pomp and power, we have the Messiah who would bring lasting salvation through acting righteously and being humble and gentle and lowly. Rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle, and riding on a donkey. And so we have this utterly unique saviour, and thus he is utterly able to save, uniquely able to save us to the uttermost. Let me just say that again. Um, We have an utterly unique saviour who is thus uniquely able to save us to the uttermost. You see, he is 
the righteous king. It's unusual to have a king who in every way is holy and righteous, as it was predicted in Psalm 45. Your throne, O God, will last forever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. A righteous ruler, as we see also in Isaiah 51. Listen to me, my people, hear me, my nation. The law will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way and my arm will bring justice to the nations. He is a righteous saviour. He is a humble saviour. One who, though he was rich, became poor for your sake, that we might in our poverty become rich. That's who he is, someone who became poor, who became humble, and who is able, therefore, to save us completely, comprehensively, save us to the uttermost. And so we find in this passage that there is a wonderful um, array of benefits that come to us as his people, as a result of his righteous, humble salvation. We find that there is deliverance for us from our sins, as we saw yesterday in verse 11. He proclaims peace to the nations by the blood of his covenant. He sets the prisoners free from a waterless pit. He set us free. He has delivered us from our enemy, from sin. He has, by his blood, released us and delivered us. But there are more benefits than that for us. And we find many of them here. Verse 12 talks about how he will restore twice as much to us that we have lost. The grace of God, how much more there's the grace of God that way overcomes the power of sin and gives us far more than we could ever deserve. We find in verse 16, these wonderful verses about the flock of God's people, how we are the flock of his people who are under his protection and that he will shield us. Excuse me for my dog. He's getting excited with the builders that are here, um, but I'm just going to ignore him. But we read about this wonderful uh, uh, say, um, shepherd who protects us. And so we find in Micah chapter five that he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God. And we will live securely for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth and he will be their peace. He is this wonderful shepherd. And it tells us here in this passage that we are therefore trophies of his grace. We will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. What an amazing picture of the land. And then we are the jewels in set into the land like a crown for him. And how attractive and beautiful will the people be? Uh, the young men will thrive. The young women will thrive. Vibrant life and beauty, people who are trophies of his grace. And this is because of this wonderful saviour. It tells us in Hebrews 7 that Jesus is this great high priest who's able to meet our needs and that he has saved us. He's able to save completely those who come 
to God through him. He's able to save us to the uttermost in every way, every aspect of your life. He is your deliverer. He's able to do things in every part, every detail. He's a savior who saves us in life, in situations, in protects us in situations, watches over us. And it's an extensive salvation as well. It's not just for us. It's also for people across the world. It tells us here that his glory will extend from sea to sea, from nation to nation, from the river Euphrates to the ends of the earth. It will be an extensive salvation for all peoples. The other day, we had a wonderful um, session with the Filipino Alpha uh, people that we've done an Alpha course with. And uh, they joined us on Zoom. And there was one uh, family joined us from one house. And then another guy who we knew came along. And suddenly we found that he was in a boarding house with a whole bunch of other people in this in this boarding room. And they were all listening in as well and engaging with us and talking with us about the gospel. And it was amazing. And, and they had these huge smiles on their faces as they heard the gospel and they were reminded of the love of God and the grace of God. And they, they expressed how grateful they were that God could do this for them and that God loved them. It was an amazing thing to see how these people, yes, in the far distant lands, surrounded by the seas, actually, but people who have discovered this gospel of peace. Now, just to finish by saying these benefits are for us, but, you know, we're not just to be passive recipients of these good things that God gives, but we are to actively pursue and fight as his people. And it tells us in these verses that there is a place for us to to fight the good fight of faith, to overcome with sling stones. It talks about us kind of uh, having a, a, a God calling a trumpet and us being strengthened to fight. So not only are we saved, but we are then strengthened so that we can then fight the good fight of faith so that we can fight against sin and so that we can be workers of peace by proclaiming the gospel to others. As I finish, I'll just read a commentator who says this. Jesus Christ is the prince of peace because he takes away sin. And you and I are workers for peace when we preach his gospel, which is the gospel of peace. We're workers for the gospel as we proclaim today may you be a worker for peace by fighting against sin in your own life and by proclaiming this peace to those around you so we pray lord that you will be with us we thank you for what you've done we thank you for your amazing salvation that covers us in every way even in hardship you are with us you save us to the uttermost and we pray that we might rejoice in this, that we might gather together on Sunday to celebrate this, and that we might proclaim to the neighbours and the nations the good news of your peace. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.